Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I just have a message that God has been brewing uh, in my heart this uh, past week uh, when I was uh, away for a short break with Pastor Cap. Uh, and uh, God has already been speaking to me about this. And, and today I just want to share it. Uh, and I just want to share it from my heart. Uh, and uh, so uh, in, in a while, I'm going to point to some scripture. Uh, and, and the scripture might sound heavy, uh, but that's not my intention. We're not here to just, you know, be heavy for heavy sake. Um, but uh, let's allow scripture to just speak and, and let the words breathe. Amen. And uh, in a while, I'm going to give us the context that God wants us to meditate on today. So if you have a Bible, why don't you turn with me to Romans chapter 14, verse 7 to 9. Romans 14, 7 to 9. Amen. Romans 14, 7 to 9. And uh, we're going to read. I'm going to explain why God pointed us here this morning. And, and then we're just going to have a, have a chat. Amen. Uh, if you're there, can I hear a good amen? Amen. amen. Praise God. Uh, here we go. Romans 14, 7 to 9. For none of us lives to himself or herself or themselves. And no one dies to themselves or himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that He might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Amen. Praise God. You know, um, um, this passage of Scripture uh, to be frank, usually is read during memorial services. Uh, I just a little bit interesting thing to know about me. Um, I enjoy doing memorial services. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, we've not done any in our ex churches here, and I pray that it will not be for many, many more decades to come. Uh, but when I was serving in Malaysia, uh, and our ex church in Malaysia is much bigger, and of course we had to do memorial services. Um, I remember the first time I did it, I was so nervous, but there was something about just opening God's Word and using it to bring comfort and encouragement to people, to surviving family members that, that somehow struck a, a chord with me. Uh, and, uh, and after that, it just became... Uh, I know it sounds really messed up. Uh, it became a joy to me <laughs> to be able to uh, uh, perform uh, memorial services for church members, not because we celebrate in the death. In fact, because of Jesus, we, we have hope, amen, uh, even in death. Uh, but to be able to, to use God's Word, Scripture, uh, to bring comfort. Um, but this Word is not just, you know, uh, to encourage people who are surviving, who have recently uh, experienced a loss, but, but it's also powerful words to live by. And the Bible is here telling us that whether we live or we die, we should do so, you know, with the, with the attitude, with the value that God is Lord. You see, many times we go like, oh, no, I love God, I love God, and, and it's good. But, but we forget that He is Lord. We sing about it, we say He's the King of Kings, He's the Lord of Lords, but sometimes the word Lord uh, is used in, 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 in such a common way that we forget that it actually means Master. 
It actually means Lord. It means that God, He's not just an aspect of your life. He's not just something that you do on weekends only. He, he, he is Lord. He is the master. He is the end all and be all. He is everything. He owns everything and, he, and, and, and we are His. Whether we live or one day when we perish and die, we are His. Amen? As Scripture reminds us. And it reminds us to, to, to do so that, that when we live, to do, in, to do so, to live a life uh, that honors Him. And, and of course, uh, this uh, past few days and this weekend and the days to come, uh, even in this nation, there is a period of mourning. Uh, because like uh, what Sam mentioned earlier, and of course you would have read it on the news, um, uh, of, of the passing of the Queen, 96 years old. And a lot of good things have been said about Her Majesty. You know, uh, a full life lived. Uh, and her, her, her testimony, uh, uh, you know, uh, sharing her faith. Uh, in whichever capacity that she could. Um, but even before Thursday happened, um, I actually received uh, a, a, a sad news on, on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, while myself and Kat were on break in Norway on Tuesday, we, we received news um, that uh, someone that we knew, he, he was actually a, a campus student. He was, now he's, of course, a young adult, but uh, sadly, this uh, a young man, uh, his name is Ome Ernest Itoto, all right? And, uh, you know, I'm going to flash his uh, picture up. This is, this is Ome. And uh, when I was serving as a, a, a student pastor, campus pastor in Malaysia, before coming over here with Kat uh, in 2015, uh, from, for many years, uh, I, I served as the campus pastor, uh, the student pastor in Malaysia. And uh, it was such a blessed time. Um, you know, God used us to impact so many people, uh, especially when Malaysia started to be opened up as a place where a lot of international students from the continent of Africa would come and study. Uh, we had opportunity to reach out and to, to love them and connect with them and disciple them. And, 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 and you know, our church is still doing that. And, and, and we, we had such an amazing uh, uh, season of ministry, uh, uh, both myself and Pastor Cat, you know, it, while we were in Malaysia. And uh, at the peak of it all, we were impacting, you know, on a weekly basis, you know, 400 campus students every weekend. You know, we were impacting lives and, and a good portion of that were also international students. Uh, and, and every ministry success is, is absolutely because of the grace of God, but it's also because of amazing volunteers. And, and Ome was, was one such person. You know, he was um, a student that was studying uh, in Malaysia, in, a, in, in Cyber Jaya to be exact. And um, he is from Nigeria. And, uh, you know, I still remember in the early days when uh, I would do student ministry, uh, it's just learning about different cultures. You know, I, I learned uh, so many things. You know, for example, uh, I learned that in certain uh, cultures, especially in Africa, if they really respect you, uh, they don't look you in the eye. 
And because it's, 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 it's like a way to express, I'm not worthy to look you in the eye. And so some people, when they come to church, they'll be like, Hi, Pastor, how are you? And they'll be looking down, and I'll be trying to look them in the eye. And so it'll just be this dance of like them looking away at me, trying to, because all culture is like, if I don't look you in the eye, it sounds rude. And, 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 and of course, later we learn that, oh, it's, 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 it's a cultural thing. And I still remember one time, you know, some campus students, they, they saw me walking from the car to the church, and then they ran and they go like, Pastor, can I carry your Bible? And I go like, no, it's my Bible, <laughs> you know? And what I didn't realize was that in certain cultures, to be able to help, you know, the pastor carry the Bible was a great honor for them. And so after a while, as much as I didn't like it, you know, but to build the friendship and the gap, I'll be like, okay, sure, you can. And I felt so uncomfortable because I go like, who am I to, you know, the, you know anyway, you know, and, and, and it was a wonderful time of ministry and, uh, but it would not be possible if we didn't have amazing people that came along the way that, that not only became part of our church family, but, but said yes to being discipled and said yes to serving the house and, and helping us in turn connect and link up with, with other campus students. You know, Pastor Lazarus, who today uh, leads X Church Botswana, is, is one such individual. And another individual is Ome, Ome Itoto. Ome, I learned on Tuesday, uh, passed away. He, he um, was in his early 30s and uh, he had passed away from uh, prostate cancer. And uh, it, it, it was a shock to all of us. Um, and when I looked at his life, I, I was just, you know, even though it was sad news, um, but we rejoice um, that his life was, was, was not wasted. You know, Ome uh, uh, is, is, you know, like you might, some of you might be confused. He said, oh, he's a student. How come in his 30s? Because of different reasons, he, he, um, he was a mature student. Uh, but, so by the time he went to Malaysia, he was in, in his mid-20s. Um, but he loved the Lord. And uh, Ome was such a blessing. Uh, he would help us connect with other Nigerian students. And, and Nigerian students, I had to learn, uh, it, they were quite tough to handle. Uh, and, and this can sound racist, but it's not. Uh, but I learned it from uh, other uh, students because initially we didn't know. We thought, oh, let's reach out to all the international students. Let's send a bus and let's pick them up. And we put all the, the students from different nations in, in the bus together. And, 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 and for a few times, we go like, how come last week the bus was so packed? How come this week the bus was not packed? And of course, later we learned that uh, due to cultural reasons and different, different reasons, uh, there is a big distrust even among African nations uh, uh, against Nigerians. And, and in fact, we had a girl from, from Kenya who told us, explained to us why, you know, because they said that last week we saw there were so many Nigerians on the bus, we were afraid. And I'd be like, okay, I didn't know that. Can you explain why? And they were told things like, oh, because, you know, uh, uh, locally and regionally, there is, you know, a bad reputation, distrust, and this and that. In fact, this lady from uh, 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 Kenya told us that uh, when she first came, when her parents said, okay, you can go to Malaysia to study, you know, they didn't know much about Malaysia except that it was a Muslim country, you know. And so they were sending their children, their Christian children to, to a Muslim country and they were saying that, oh no, I, you know, we don't know how you're going to survive there. Hopefully you can find a church. And then they they, they gave their children advice. They go like, um, you, you, you can make friends, you can hang out with anyone, you can even hang out with people from different faiths, but you cannot hang out with Nigerians. And this was told by, by you know, among Africans. Of course, 
they will later explain that all oh, because you know different things, you know, bad reputation, this and that. Um, but as a church, over time, we were able to break even that mindset uh, among the international students, uh, and and by the grace of God, you know, show that people can be different, and that we are not limited to the labels and the, the, the cultural reputations that other people throw at us. And, and how do you break through uh, among people that have been so set in their ways by giving them examples? And, and that's why we were so thankful when, when we were saying that, God, the, the, we want to reach out to the students and they are, they are so many, uh, but God, they are so, you know, there's, there's so much fracturing. How can we bring people together? And God brought amazing international students, and Omi was one of them. He would, he would, he would, he was such a nice guy, and uh, he would, he was so honorable, and uh, he would help to disciple other students, uh, especially uh, the the guys. Uh, and he was seen among them like a leader, like a homes leader, like a mentor. Uh, and uh, he would he would tell them, and he would also tell them off when they need to be told off because against cultural dif- again cultural differences. I still remember, you know, uh, um, some some guys, you know, international students. They they're very confident. They will go up to girls and go like, "Give me your number," and then the girls would be like, oh, "Give me your number," and then they'll be like, "Okay," and then but. They're not being rude, but it was just different ways of... And so some girls were like, oh no, you know, the, the guy, is, is he trying to, you know, whatever, you know? And, and, and you had, we thank God for people like Ome and others, like Pastor Nikki and, and Pastor Lazarus, who would always go and go like, hey, no, you guys, you can't do this. Come on, you, you know, explain the different intricacies. And, and uh, you know, Ome was, he brought so many people to church and brought so many people to Christ. Uh, he was greatly gifted uh, in, in arts and acting and, and he would organize, you know, outreaches uh, in, in Cyber Giant and universities there. He would organize plays, a musical, cultural plays, both to share uh, the, 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 the culture of Africa, but to also reach out to international students and bridge the gap to local students. He was really gifted, really nice guy, really down to earth um, and, and he will be greatly, greatly missed. Reason why I'm sharing this, um, it's not that we're having a memorial service for him or anything like that. Um, but I, I just felt like, even as I was saddened by the news of his death, quite a sudden death for me, um, I was rejoicing that he made his life count. And it made me, even though I was on holiday, think about some deep, dark thoughts. And I suddenly turned to Cat and go like, do you know that we don't really have control when our last breath will happen? <laughs> and you know, imagine cats like we're on holiday. <laughs> what are you talking about these kind of things? And I go like, yeah. I said that science can explain why the heart beats or what the heart needs to beat. But science can explain why the heart started beating and when the heart will stop beating. Of course, my wife was, is more used to me by now. It's like, you know, 10 years of marriage can do that to you. Be like, mm-hmm. He's just having his moment. He's processing. I'll let him be. And I started thinking, and of course, compounded by the passing of the queen, who by all accounts uh, lived a very full life and used it as much as she could um, for God's glory. And I suddenly had this thought, and you can write it down if you want to, and it's quite heavy, but you'll link to the title of my message today. I started thinking this, this truth. 
we were all born, right? Everyone in this moon, we were all born. That's why you're here. We will all die. Between that is the grace of God. So if you're taking down notes, the title of my message today is called, This is Grace. See, many times we think grace, of course, grace is the unmerited favor of God, it is the goodness and mercy of God. It is God's love reaching out for us. Many times when we think of grace, we can also think of God's forgiveness, especially when we fall short. And unfortunately, sometimes that's what we only think of. We think of grace as the period of God's intervention in between our sin cycles. Every time we fall short, and then we feel really ashamed, and we say, God, please have grace and have mercy on me. And then God restores you only for us to, you know, maybe eventually fall short again. And we think that that's grace. Because a lot of us are also students, we understand grace as grace period. The time after the deadline. But grace is a gift from God. Grace is every opportunity, every second, every day, everything that God gives us. Salvation is the grace of God. The, our days on planet earth is the grace of God. Your time in London and in this nation is the grace of God. And the question is, what are we doing with that? This past week, I was, you know, meditating on, on the lives of two people. Like I said, you know, the, the Queen and more personally, Omei, and how they live such full lives. Lives that I would like to believe seized the grace of God and did not abuse it and did not take it for granted. And I started thinking of like, you know what, we... We need to be like this. As Scripture told us, whether we live or we die, we are the Lord's. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, He is both Lord of the dead and the living. My question is, are we living for the Lord? We might not know when we will die, but as long as we live faithfully for the Lord, it guarantees that at the moment of our death, you know that it was also for the Lord. Amen? And again, I pre-warned you, this can sound heavy, but that's not my heart. My heart is to speak to us, myself included. I'm preaching this to myself. To go like, God, we are reminded again of our mortality. We're reminded again of our human limitation in the grand scheme of things. Because the truth is this, when we are living on earth, we, we take so much for granted. We go like, you know, everything, you know, whether it's like, you know, we, we take our, our jobs for granted, we take lectures for granted, we just take everything, we just assume there's so much assumption with our modern human living. Oh, I missed the bus, I'm sure there'll be a next bus, no problem. You know, oh, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't read God's word today, it's fine, you know, I can, I can do it another time. Um, but it's all these small moments that count. And not only that, can I turn you to another scripture, Romans chapter 14, the same chapter, but just a few verses down. And this can be very sobering, but I hope that it can be sobering in a good way. Romans 14, verse 11 to 12 says this, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, 
Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Now, this is slightly different than in Revelation, where it says every tongue will confess that He is Lord. But before we can confess that He is Lord, everyone needs to confess to the Lord because the last scripture is so important. So then, each of us shall give account of himself or herself to God. I know, it's not, you, you probably go like, I knew I should have skipped church today. This is, you know, this is not what I sign up for. Uh, but this is not me. This is the Word of God. And yeah, there will be times where the Holy Spirit leads us to meditate on His hope, His blessing, His goodness, His mercy, His encouragement. But every now and then, the Word of God also points us to the fact that all of us will one day kneel before God and confess to Him. One day we will have to give account. One day. And I feel compelled to share this because if this last week has reminded me of anything, it's reminded me of this, that whether you are the queen or a young man from Africa, we all will one day have to give an account to God. The question is, if you had to give an account to God, what will you say to Him? What will God ask you? And I am very sure that God will not be asking us, hey, did you, did you travel all of my creation? Because sometimes we make that about our lives, don't we, Christians? I can't wait. You know, I, I'm saying this, right? And I sound like a full-on hypocrite because I just came back from Norway. But I guarantee you, God will not be asking me about Norway. Did you, did you like the climb? Did you like how I make the, 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 the cliff look like a troll's tongue? No. He won't be asking me about that. In, in life, in London especially, we can be very engrossed with more money, more pay. God will not be asking you about your bank account. And you cannot bring your bank account to see God. And even if you could, He will not be impressed. You want to show your ones and zeros to God? Oh God, this is my uh, EPF. Uh, this is my, um, you know, my, my um, pension. Look at my investment portfolio. And God will show you, you know, the ground that you're sending on is gold. That's the kingdom of God. You see, what am I trying to do? I'm saying that sometimes we can be obsessed with things that don't matter in the scale of eternity. We chase after money. Money doesn't matter. We chase after travels. And travel doesn't matter. I'm not saying that they're evil. I'm not saying don't go to work. We, we, we chase after, I, I need to be the first in my class. You know? First class, upper, upper, upper. A-levels, plus, plus, plus. But God's not going to ask you about A-levels. He's not going to ask you about your degree. Even as a pastor, he's not going to ask me about how big church is. He's not. See, we, we chase after that, don't we, Christians? We sometimes even can limit, and oh, that, that must be a good church because it's big. I think God doesn't care about that. We even sometimes can be obsessed. Oh, I'm still single. I'm turning 30. 
It's okay, I'm turning 40 this week. So you're still, you're still young. You're still young. I'm turning 30. Ah! My eggs are drying up. My biological clock is ticking. I feel so alone. God won't ask you whether you were married or single when He sees you. Again, I'm not saying these things don't matter, but they don't matter, matter. Of course, if God gives you opportunities to have these things, good, but make sure that they don't become your master, lest we forget who the real master is. You see, many times we end up living as if, you know, we, we, we live not for God, but we live as if money is the Lord, as if our careers is the Lord, as if holidays is the Lord, as if Instagram and social media is the Lord, as if entertainment is the Lord. God will not ask you whether you've been watched that latest series on Netflix when He sees you. And so what's the point? I'm not here again to bang on anyone. I'm here preaching to myself first. I just don't want us to take God's grace for granted. This time on earth that we have, I don't want any of us to miss the point of it all. I'm sure some of us, we wonder, right? If God is so good, He sent His Son to die for us, and after we've been saved and made whole, what if, why doesn't He just beam us up into heaven? Who would leave their children behind, right? In real life, if you went to the supermarket, you left your child behind, you'd be arrested. You know, endangerment and all that. So, so God's a good father. So why did He leave us behind? It's not for us to suffer. It's not for us to be abandoned. It's so that every moment of grace, every breath that we take, every day and second that He blesses us with, we can tell other people about our Father in heaven. And I just want to give us three points that will help us not to take God's grace for granted. Amen? Again, grace is not just the forgiveness of God. It is God's gift. Every aspect of our life that is God's gift, we need to be accountable. We need to be good stewards. And we need to give a good report at the end of the day. So point number one, don't take people for granted. People matter to God. For God so loved the world, not just the creation, not just the beautiful expanse of nature, but everything in the world, sinful people included, that He sent His only Son, that whosoever will believe in Him shall not perish, but will receive eternal life. If God doesn't take people for granted and loves them so, don't take people for granted. Don't take your parents for granted. Don't take your housemates for granted. Don't take your colleagues for granted. My pastor, they're so mean. Especially the mean ones. And trust me, as a pastor, I, I know a lot of mean people, okay? Shall not name names, but... But the Bible also tells us that it's easy to love our friends. It's easy to love family. It's easy to love people that have been good for you. So you definitely, God doesn't want us to just focus on them. When, when, 
when you see God face to face, He's going to ask you, I believe, at least one of the questions. I'm not God, but I assume one of the questions He will ask you is that, hey, how's that person? What, what did you, how did you impact that person? Hey, you know that colleague that was very mean to you? Uh-huh. What, what did you do for him or her? Did you try to change? Did you try to change her? Did you try to build a friendship? Did you try to be the bigger person? No, I ignored him. Bad, wrong answer. Who is someone that God has placed in your life that maybe you've been ignoring? Or maybe you've been resisting God's nudging for you to be kinder, for you to say sorry, for you to reach out, for you to invite to church, to homes, for you to offer to pray for. You see, God is so amazing. He puts us where we are at for a purpose. He puts us among people around us for a purpose. And don't get me wrong, like I said, there are some very porcupine people in the world. Hard to love, hard to hug. If you try to hug them, you get hurt. And yet we were all like that once to God. And maybe still is. And yet God doesn't stop loving us. So, if you don't want to take God's grace for granted, if you don't want to see God face to face and feel like you've wasted your life, then don't take the people that God has placed in your life for granted. Again, it could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be you know, a colleague who's maybe tougher to love, but ask God. Do you know how you can grow in your faith? Love your enemies. Because when you love your enemies, you want to pray more. God, help me to love my enemies because I don't want to love my enemies. I don't even want to turn up for work. And so immediately when you go to work, you're not just going to work, you're going to work prayed up, full of God's grace, in desperate need, under every breath, you're speaking in tongues and praying to the Lord and say, God, give me patience. Give me favour with my boss. Because maybe sometimes the tough people are not just people next to us, but the people above us. And the temptation to gossip is huge. And so what do we do? Go like, I don't want to. So God, I need, help me, help me, give me favor, God, help me. And immediately, without even trying, your faith is growing, it's active. Don't take the people in your life for granted. Amen? Especially our friends who don't know Jesus yet. Don't take them for granted. Don't tell yourself, oh, I got all the time in the world to reach them. Seize every moment. Use every moment to at least be a blessing. The Bible calls us to be salt and light. Just shine. Just be salty in a good way, flavorful, not mean-spirited. You understand the term. Point number two, don't take opportunities for granted. There are people that God has placed in our lives and then there are opportunities. So every opportunity, we should, we should be praying. We should be seeking the Lord. When God gives you that job, it's not just to line your pockets. I, I, I can sound old-fashioned, and if you don't like it, you can come and talk to me after the service. We will talk it out. But I'm actually a big proponent of going back to the office to work. Because one of the biggest complaints I, I hear when people work from, from home, 
and it's, it's a blessing, don't get me wrong. But then they always say, oh, but I feel like I don't know my colleagues. Friends, if we don't know our colleagues, how can our colleagues know you? And how can they know the God who lives in you? It's as simple as that. Oh, but I've got to commute. Then even more people to meet along the way. Do you know why in Norway we bump into a church member? Shall not name names. When she comes back, she, she might tell you. If she comes back. Now, just <laughs> what are the odds? And it's, to be fair, it's not even the first time we bump into someone on holiday. Another time we were in Rome and we bump into another church member. You know? <laughs> you see, God gives us opportunities. Even on holiday, you can be a blessing. Even on holiday, you can be an encouragement. Your job is not just a job. Your job is an opportunity from God. Even London is an opportunity from God. Or if you're watching from other places, wherever we're based at, Bristol is an opportunity from God. London is an opportunity from God. And not just an opportunity to travel. Because, you know, it's, it's so many airports, right? You can just fly out from Europe. It's just, you know, and all that. But there are people here to impact. God's going to ask us, hey, Dave, I just use myself so, so nobody here needs to feel bad. Hey, Dave, I caused you to be born in the nation of Malaysia, specifically in the city of Penang, in the state of Penang, the city of Penang, in the island part of Penang, in a small part of Penang. What, what did you do when you were in Penang? I think God's going to ask me that. What, what did you do with the guy that you sat next to in a desk in primary school for, for three years, in, in secondary school for, for five years? What, what did you do? After five years of sitting next to you every day, did that person know me more or hated me more? I think God's going to ask me that. And then God's going to ask me, hey, you, you had an opportunity to go down to, to KL, Kuala Lumpur, to study. And what did you do there in your time doing A-levels there at, at, at Taylor's College? What did you do? Living in this place called Subang Jaya. Sorry, I mean, UK, you got to pronounce it, you know, foreignly. What did you do there? And, and when I sent you and gave you opportunity to work in that company, what did you do there? Opportunities, friends. Amen? Let's, let's seize them. We've got some students coming in town doing the bar. It's one year. Use it for the Lord. Some of us study undergraduate. It's three years. Use it for the Lord. Some of you are working in your company. Use it for the Lord. However long the Lord will place you there. And, and, and as a result, as Christians, we suddenly become people that we don't just change job for the sake of changing job. Suddenly now, even when a good offer comes, we've got to say, God, is it time? Is my time, you know, in this location, in this office, in this company, is it time to move on? Or do I still have people to impact? You see, when you live like that, you're living as if Jesus is the Lord of the living and the dead. If you live, if you just change a job because of money, then money to your life, is the law of the living and the dead. That's why you're using your life to earn as much of it and you wish to die with as much of it saved to the next generation. Again, not bad values, but money shouldn't be Lord. This church is 
a great opportunity. Like Sam said, sign up to serve. Serve, contribute. If you're a Christian that only consumes, you're, you're just existing, you're not contributing. Even the Son of Man, even Jesus said, the Son of Man came to serve, not to be served. And yet we, are, we have a generation that increasingly just wants to come to church to be served. Give me my four, four worship songs, please. Too fast, too slow. Prayer in the middle, optional. If I feel like it, maybe. If not, I'll just pretend I'm really deep in worship so nobody talks to me. 30-minute sermon, max. Any longer, I might have to start shopping for another church. What are we doing? We're taking people for granted. We're taking opportunities for granted. Amen? This is, again, I'm, I'm the pastor. I, I, I can sound biased, but this is a wonderful church. <laughs> Do you know that everything in, in the back, I'm not talking about myself, okay? Everything is wonderful about this church except this guy, okay? But everything else, you know, like, in, in a while, we're going to finish the service and we're going to enjoy some refreshments together. But do you know that everything at the back there, except the chocolates, <laughs> they're all made by hand. Somebody made mooncakes. One of the girls who were doing it, I won't expose her, but she told us that she made, I go like, you made mooncakes? She said, yeah. I said, how did you get the mold? Amazon. And, 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 and that person is going like, hey, I have an opportunity to serve. And, and, and God has given me these giftings. And so I'm just going to serve and hope that my baking and my, my preparation, my, my TLC to the food can help somebody experience God's TLC. Tender, loving care, just in case you think it's a travel and living channel, okay? We, we have... No, there's this other thing called Onde Onde. And yesterday, they were at the church hub just rolling it by hand, weighing it on different scales, making the coconut husk fresh. And sometimes we just go, oh, oh thank you. But man, people, amazing people that don't take other people who come to church for granted. Why does the Espresso team put out a big spread? Because they want everyone who steps in to experience love. No matter what kind of week you had, even if it's a bad week, hopefully some comfort food can bring you much comfort and love. That's called seizing God's grace. That's called understanding that God has graced you with a, with a gift to bake and to cook and say that I'm going to use it for His glory. Do you know that at the end of the day, God's not going to ask you for the things you don't have? So if you go like, I can't play the guitar, God's not going to ask you that. God's not going to ask, you know, Pastor Cat to go, Cat, did you play the guitar? And Cat's going, I don't know. I'm, I'm not Gareth, who's very talented, who can play the violin, but he didn't finish, so go after him. <laughs> Just a throwback to last week's message. If you, if you missed it, go, go, go watch it online or on Spotify, okay? <laughs> You know, he, he's the one that, that, that gave up playing violin. <laughs> I, I don't have the fingers. God's not going to ask you. God's not going to ask you about the things that you don't have. But He's going to ask you about the things that you do have. So if you can play, play for the Lord. If you can sing, sing for the Lord. If you can bake, bake for the Lord. If you can preach and share, share. But let's seize. Amen? God's grace.
Which brings me to my third point and last point. Don't take God for granted. It's not just the people around us that we need to be more aware of. It's not just the opportunities that we need to see more of God in. But it's ultimately God. Ultimately. Let me ask you this question, okay? Because um, last week, uh, we learned about consistency, right? And so, I won't ask you to respond, but, but procrastination is a, is a human problem. Right? It's a human problem. All of us, we procrastinate one way or the other. But maybe today is a wake-up call to go like, yeah, there are things we can procrastinate. Um, you are, but there are things that we shouldn't procrastinate anymore. In other words, let me encourage you. How, how do you not take God for granted? Stop putting off the nudging of the Holy Spirit. If God's been nudging you to do something, obey. The more, you see, sometimes we, we, we think that, oh, I'm just, oh, no, God, oh. Right? We, we think like, oh, God, you're just too much. I'll forgive that person when I'm ready to forgive that person. And, and we, we forget for a moment that the person nudging us is not just some AI called Siri or Alexa or Cortana or whatever the AIs you use in your Echoes and your Google Nest and, and different things. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Lord. We, we, we forget. You know, um, it reminds me of, of, a, of a story that was uh, conveyed recently in the, in, in the, in the media uh, about the Queen. Uh, you know, she lives most of the time in Bimoral Castle and one time she was in the countryside with her private secretary and they were walking in the countryside and, um, and there was two American tourists that was hiking and walking past her and, uh, and, and they were saying that, oh, you live here and then they, they started saying that, oh, wow, so you, you must bump into the queen because she lives around here, not realizing who they were talking to. And then the queen, being cheeky, says that, and then they go, have you met the queen? The queen says, no, I haven't. But he has, <laughs> pointing to the private secretary. And of course, you know, the, the tourist asks, how is she like? And of course, you know, the private secretary is being cheeky as well. And then in the end, before, before uh, the private secretary knew it, he, the, the tourist put his arm around him and passed the camera to the queen and says, can you please take a picture of me? I, I want to show my friends back in America I met somebody who met the queen. <laughs> and the queen obliged. And the private secretary go like, played along and go like, maybe you like a picture of her too. And then so, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then took a picture. And then they, they, they went their merry way. And then the queen told the private secretary, said that, oh man, I, I wish I could be there when they finally go back to America and show their friends the picture and realize that they actually met the queen. Now we can look at that and laugh. We can even look at that and say it's our missed opportunity. But have we also forgotten who we're talking to on a daily basis? Who is it that's been nudging us? Have you been there before where God says, hey, why don't you read some scripture today? And then we go like, no, five more minutes scrolling the Instagram, please. Even when we scroll Instagram and Instagram points us to some scripture, we still don't get it. 
And God is saying that, oh, Instagram is good, but you know what's better? Spend some time with me. Have you been there before? Where you're going through and you feel like complaining and then, and then something just tells you, you you need to just, you know, go to God, pray, go to church. And then we go like, ah, oh, church, ah, oh, so boring, ah, oh, next week, next week. What? Taking God for granted, taking His opportunities for granted, taking His people for granted. We're putting off we're ignoring, we're procrastinating. We're not just pressing the snooze button on an iPhone, we're pressing the snooze button on the face of Jesus. Right? Some time ago, you know, it's not cool anymore, but maybe it can be cool again. But, you know, it was, you know, it was cheeky for people to go like, oh, talk to the hand. Right? Don't talk to me, talk to the hand. And then you put the hand to your friend's face, talk to the hand. I know some of you are laughing, you go like, it was never cool. All right? <laughs> and then we go, but a lot of times we... We think that's funny, but every time we procrastinate, every time the Holy Spirit nudges us to be obedient, to do something, to be a little bit more generous, to be a little bit more selfless, to pray a little bit more, to, 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 to let our God down and, 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 and let Him in doing worship a little bit more, uh, to just serve a little bit more, to complain a little bit less, uh, to, to just go the extra mile a little bit more. And every time we ignore it, every time we resist it, we're just jabbing our hands to the face of Jesus. And any other circumstance, we'll never imagine to do that. And yet, if we're not careful, daily we do. Every time you make something else bigger than God, you're doing that. My exams are here. God, no time for you. Assignments first. My degree first. God, when I, when, I, when, I've, when I get promoted, then I'll come and worship you. When, I, when, I, when I'm married, then I'll come and worship you. When I have kids, then my kids will worship you. Uh, when I'm all done and settled, then I will worship you. And every time we do that, you see, I'm, I'm just trying to wake us up because it's not right. Amen? And so I, I pray. God loves you. God loves me. God loves us. And the fact that we're standing here today is that there's still time, there's still grace. And my hope is that from this moment onwards, if we haven't already, let us be mindful of the different souls and lives and people that God has placed in our lives. Let us be more mindful of the opportunities that God has placed in our lives and not just see them as the fruit of our own achievements. Sometimes we can think that that relationship belongs to me, that job belongs to me, this place belongs to me, it's not God's, no, it's all God's. God gave you that job. God gave you your education. God gave you that visa. God gave you that breath you took this morning when you woke up. Every day is an opportunity. Would you use your every day for the Lord? And of course, let's start giving more honour to God. We sing, don't we? God, I love you. But can our love be more than words? And can it be more than just the songs we sing on a Sunday? But can it be expressed through our daily living? And when we do that, automatically, without trying, we know that we will not be taking God's grace for granted. And no matter when He calls us, we know that when we do go, 
we will know that we have impacted many people and many people will miss us and have good and powerful things to say. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word and I pray right now, Lord, that you will just speak to us. And God, your word is a double-edged sword. Uh, it cuts in areas that needs to be cut. And so right now, Lord, I, I pray for all my brothers and sisters here. I pray for myself included. God, we don't want to take your gifts for granted. We don't want to take your grace for granted. Forgive us because many times we do. Forgive us when we only understand your grace as just forgiveness, as just forgiveness of our sins. But it is everything from the cross to our daily breath to everything that we have and everything that we don't have. Because of what you have done, Jesus, you are both Lord of the dead and the living. And Lord, one day, all of us will stand before you. In fact, we will bow and we will have to confess and give a personal account. And I pray, Lord, I'd rather we be rudely awakened by your scripture today than to be caught unawares when we see you face to face. And so God, I pray, help us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're reminding us again that we need to stand before you one day. So Lord, help us, Lord, to practice standing for you today. And not just think of how it will be when we see you face to face, but Lord, help us to start honouring you even when we are not face to face. Help us to stop shoving our hands in front of your face in procrastination, in, in stubbornness, in laziness. Help us not to put off spiritual maturity. Help us not to say another day, another time, next week, next semester, but Lord, help us to, to seize. Help us to say yes to you, Lord. Help us to say yes to you every day. Help us to say yes to loving the people around us, especially those that are tough to honour and tough to love. Lord, help us to honour you with the opportunities that you've blessed us with. And ultimately, Lord, help us, Lord, to honour you. Lord, may we never forget who it is that dwells in us. Help us never to forget the gift of prayer. Lord, again, we pray, have your way. Have your way in our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.